It's a warm summer afternoon in Denver, and people are beating the heat by heading down to the South Platte River. It's the waterway that bisects the city on its journey from the Rocky Mountains to the Great Plains. Today is the fourth annual South Platte River Fest, and activities range from kayaking the rapids, to stand-up paddleboarding, to just wading in the river's shallow, sandy bottom to cool off. Nothing says summer fun like being by the water on such a hot day. Maybe this June, but not the one back in 1965. Probably few playing in the river today would know that just over 50 years ago, this place was the scene of epic devastation. In 1965, a monster storm turned the normally placid South Platte River into a killing machine. The metro area received 14 inches of rain in just three hours, and that sent a 20-foot wall of water carrying propane tanks, cars, tires, telephone poles, livestock, entire mobile homes, just about anything it could scoop up in its path to carve destruction and chaos. You know, if it was in the way, it went down. There was just no stopping it. That's Roger Dudley. He was 18 at the time of the flood and had just graduated from Denver's West High School. That night, I remember getting up on top of my house. We could hear the announcements as they drove around making warnings to people that were in the, the flood zone down below our house. Well, I got up on top of the roof to look around better, and I saw huge sections of Denver going black. That's because power plants were situated right along the river. So all three of the Denver Metropolitan power plants were inundated with water, and uh, they shut off the power to save the plants. Uh, we didn't lose power at our house. Other areas did, and were out for several days. When the skies finally did clear, 21 people were dead, 1,700 buildings damaged or destroyed, 16 bridges gone, and many streets impassable. Over time, the river slowly retreated to its banks and to being invisible. That's because before the flood, the South Platte was a cesspool lined by factories and junkyards. It was ignored, neglected, and abused. It's almost as if in June of 1965, the river said enough is enough and let loose a fury no one could have imagined. But it didn't only upend structures. It rearranged how Denver city officials thought about the Platte. One politician in particular was very moved by the disaster. Enter Joe Shoemaker. My dad was in the state senate at the time. That's Jeff Shoemaker, Joe's son. The, the quick history is that he was manager of public works for Denver in the late 50s and early 60s. And like the managers before him and before him, anything you had that you didn't know what to do with in terms of torn up this or dumpy this or lousy this, you just brought it down to the banks of the river and threw it in because the river was already dead and polluted and rotten. So what's one more load of concrete? or? one more ton of, of dirt. In fact, the river was so ignored, many didn't even know or even care that the South Platte ran through the city. I come from Iowa farm stock, and we were back in Northwest Iowa on the farm. My father, as a state senator, got a call from the governor's office saying, as a, as a legislator, as a Denver legislator, you need to get back here. And my dad came out and said, the river's flooded. I got to get on a plane and get home. And my quote to my dad was, what river? Back in those days, only poor people had houses near the Platte. Who else who had money would live near a, a, a polluted stream of poo? 
the, the point is, in 50 years, it is a complete 180 degree change. That started with his dad. As a state senator, he led several initiatives, the first of which was to find funding to build Chatfield Dam as a bulwark against future floods. Um, in 1969, my father carried the legislation and created the Urban Drainage and Flood Control District. And its focus is to make sure that the river is safe uh, and is able to carry water as well and as safely as it can. But even as the South Platte was on its way to being tamed, it was still ecologically dead. It was said you could hear the flow, but not see the water through all the trash. More than just containing the river was needed. In 1974, he met with the mayor at the time, Bill McNichols, and together, Democrat mayor and Republican senator co-formed uh, the precursor of the Greenway Foundation called the Platte River Development Committee. And nine volunteers, uh, absolutely no authority of any kind whatsoever. Just a group of volunteers that got some seed money from the city and said, let's go start to save a river. The very first project they built was Confluence Park, which is where we're standing now. It's the site of the birthplace of the city of Denver and... 42 years ago, the single most polluted place on the river because it was the combination of Cherry Creek and the South Platte. The Greenway Foundation, now under Jeff's leadership, has helped to construct numerous trails, parks, and ecosystem restoration projects that have vastly improved the health of the South Platte River. And all you have to do is look around this town and see where the biggest buzz is, and it's all up and down the river. My dad was quoted back in the mid-70s as saying, someday the best place to work, live, and play will be along the South Platte River in Denver, and he was dismissed as a lunatic. By the looks of all the people playing in the river today, Joe Shoemaker's crazy notion is a dream coming true. Is the river healthier today? Significantly so. Are there fish in the river? Yes. Are there trout in the river? To a limited basis? Yes. Um, is it healthier for birds and for mammals? Yes. Is the river clean enough? No. Not, not close to being clean enough. Can it be better? Yes. And for that reason, Jeff and the Greenway Foundation are hard at work helping to improve water quality and also by promoting events like the one today that reconnect Denver residents to the river that gave the city its start. I'm asked all the time when we're done. Jeff, you've been at this 35 years, your foundation for 42, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're asked that all the time. And as I'm doing now, we laugh. We're, there's no done. There's no done at the zoo. There's no done at the art museum. There's no done at the library. There's no done at the symphony. There's no done. And, and what was polluted for hundreds of years is, is just finally getting back to where it can be and it should be. My point is, it takes a lot longer to clean up a river than it does to destroy a river. Wouldn't it be great someday for there not to be a need for a Greenway Foundation? And that day ain't gonna happen in my lifetime and probably never will, but we just, we go after it every day, man. This story is the first in our series on the South Platte River. To see pictures of the Great Flood of 1965, visit our website at h2oradio.org. Reporting from downtown Denver, I'm Franny Halperin. And I'm Jamie Sudler, and you're listening to H2O Radio.